here at Ambassadors Worship Center, you, you know, uh, people, people say all the time that you need to find out exactly what you do. What is your calling? What is your, um, um, you know, what is your purpose? They say all these words in business. They ask, what is your niche or your niche? What do you do? Even if you do the same thing others do, what difference do you make? What's your spin on it? Or what's your... What's your, what's your particular market you're going after? I'm not always able to answer that question when they ask me about our church in a way that everyone understands it. And it's taken me a few years to sort of get over it, to get over not being able to explain it to people. Because at first, they don't really understand it at all. And then eventually, they get it if they hang around long enough. So if they hang around long enough, they get to know that Ambassadors Worship's here, Worship Center is here for that exact reason, to create ambassadors out of regular folk, to, to cause people to come into this new place in their life where they don't just know Jesus, they're not just saved, they're not just waiting for heaven, but they know they're here for a purpose, and they serve that purpose to the world. Ambassadors Worship Center is a kingdom church. It is a, a church that believes in the kingdom of God and that that kingdom of God is represented by Jesus the king. And a lot of times people say, well, he's Savior and Lord. Well, if you read it, if you read it, even the, little, even the shepherds at night said, even the shepherds at night said, you know, in the city of Bethlehem, there's going to be born to us a Savior who is Jesus the Lord and king. So he's a king who saves He's a king who delivers. He's a king who heals. And if you just see him as savior, that's all you're going to get. So there needs to be a place in our lives and a place in this city where people can understand who Jesus was, what the meaning of Christmas is today, and what the real meaning of this whole world system means and what our part could be in it to play. Are you all right with that? Okay. Good. So our presentation this year, our presentation this year for our Christmas service, the title is Represent. We would say represent, but I call it represent because I think the gospel, the gospel of who Jesus is, the gospel of the kingdom and why Christmas exists, we have to represent it to the world. So I have absolutely no, no problem at buying gifts for people. I do. Every year, we spend hundreds of dollars giving to people that we love. You know, amen. Amen. My address, if you have a gift for me, is 5417 North 103rd Street, Omaha, Nebraska, 68134. So, uh, but uh, gifts are amazing. What doesn't make sense is when you give more gifts than you have money. So you never put gifts on a credit card unless you pay that credit card off at the end of the month. Never, ever, ever. Because that will end up affecting the lunch that's in your children's school box in April. <laughs> okay? So we don't go in debt to give gifts because it's not about the amount of money we spend in our gifts. It's about where the gift comes from. So an apple is blessed if we give it with the right heart. Amen. You give your children an apple, what are they going to say to you? What is this? Right? No, most of our children would say, thanks, mom, thanks, dad, thanks, grandpa, thanks, because they understand that you thought of them to give to them. But I want to share with you today another representation or representation 
of the gospel of the kingdom found in the Christmas story that you may or may not have heard. And we start as we have to. And, and I, so, okay, let me, let me say this now. So I listen to Christmas sermons. I listen to one every day. I listen to ministers I love. I listen to uh, people sing. I listen to the gospel. I listen to the gospel of the, I mean, I listen to the gospel according to Christmas to most people, right? So as I'm listening, I'm listening to people say, well, uh, Christmas starts in, uh, the New Testament. So they go to Matthew, the second chapter, and they start reading the genealogy of Jesus. They start reading. Uh, he's lying in a manger, and they tell the story. They tell the story. And what I keep missing when I keep hearing it is that Christmas didn't start in the New Testament, if we call it Christmas. Okay. It didn't start in the New Testament. It started in the first book of the Bible. Because if you're gonna look, if you're gonna, if you're gonna enjoy the day he was born, you gotta figure out why he needed to be born. And after he was born, what were his goals for us? Nine times out of ten, people are not living the real purpose in which God gave them. They're not there yet. We're not there yet, right? So we need to go back to Genesis. Where am I going? Genesis 1.26. So here it is. Here it is. This is the start of the story of the birth of Christ. Because in the beginning, we didn't need a Christ. We didn't need a Jesus. We didn't need anybody dying on a cross. We didn't need a baby to be born. Everything was perfect. Here it is. Because it says, then God said, what did he say? Let us make... This is what we're going to do. We're going to make man in our image, according to our likeness, and then we're going to do something important. We're going to let them have dominion. We're going to let them have dominion over the fish. We're going to let them have dominion over the birds. We're going to let them have dominion over the cattle. We're going to have them... Let them have dominion over the earth and everything that creeps on the earth. My question to you, because y'all smart, who made all this stuff? Who made the birds? Man wasn't even created until after this stuff was made. None, none of it was here, folks, folks, peoples. None of this stuff was here. God made it. First day, the light. Second day, third day, animals. In another day, the firmament, the water, separating it. God did all this stuff, created everything, and then he said at the end, but I'm not going to represent myself here. I'm going to have you do it. I'm going to create all of this stuff, and I'm not even going to live down there with y'all. I'm going to create this whole total different world called the earth. And I'm not going to live on it. I'm going to let you live on it. And you are going to present me to the earth. You're going to rule the earth like I rule heaven. And I'm going to rule earth through you, but you are my representative. See, folks, this is what the Bible is about. Now, you and I know you and I understand, if we understand this, that in the beginning of time, 
We were God's representative on earth. He didn't need to be here. Everything was perfect because Adam was leading the earth. He and his wife were managing everything. They had dominion over the earth, and they had dominion over everything except people. So say this with me. Excuse me, but I resist and reject your dominion over me. Mm-mm. Give me liberty. <laughs> no man was ever born to rule another man. Reject every earthly king they present to you. None of them will work. They're all selfish, including me and you. <laughs> He's the only perfect king. Now, let's go quickly to this. If we're his representative, then what really happened? What really happened? We did something in Adam and Eve where we misrepresented him. We misrepresented him. Genesis 3 is an amazing chapter. Because it is a demarcation line between history and the future. So we have the first two chapters of the Bible. Read them every week. Don't study the rest of the Bible more than you study Genesis 1 and 2. Because Genesis 1 and 2 are the only perfect books in the Bible. Everything else in the Bible is trying to get us back to Genesis 1 and 2. Everything else there is trying to get us back to who we were in the first place including the birth of Jesus. They're all salvage programs. Too much teaching on Sunday morning on Christmas, huh? Salvation comes from the word salvage. <laughs> Your salvation wasn't something that is miraculous. You were simply something that had fallen apart and Jesus is the salvage program. <laughs> so don't get real bent over, well, I'm not going to get saved. What, what, an, what, a, what an interesting perspective. It's an interesting pers perspective. I don't want to be saved. You mean you don't want to be salvaged and rebuilt into the original self. You have no interest in being reborn regenerated, repurposed. You're not interested in this. Well, I didn't see it that way. I saw it as God coming into my life and then telling me a bunch of stuff I can't do and restricting my life. Listen, you are not free until you're back in his hands. <laughs> you become a slave to your own sin. So, so whether, it was, whether it was a snake or in our image, what, I don't know what kind of animal this was. But he came to Eve, and now he's going to talk to her, and he's going to say something to her. By the way, she wasn't here when God told Adam not to eat. So we're not, we're not blaming Eve. It was, you know, okay, February, we'll deal with that. So, so he came to talk to her because the enemy, write it down, will always play on your ignorance. Because whatever he says to you is something you already are. What, whatever you're tempted with, what I'm not smart, it means you are. I'm not pretty, it means you are. I'm not strong, it means you are. 
He always plays on what he thinks you don't feel for yourself. That's how this works. So if you eat of this Eve, if, if you eat it, then you're going to become like God. Because I know that's your real desire. Your real desire is to be a ruler. Your real desire is to be powerful. Your real desire is to, be, uh, to lead your own life. Hello. Your real desire is to have dominion over your life. That's everybody. Eve, if you want that, eat the fruit. Eve ate the fruit, no problem. No problem. What she should have done, Kanye West said, she should have said, when she brought it to, when she brought it to Adam, Adam should have took it back to the tree, said, hey, girl, let's put this back on the tree. We don't need to eat this. We have everything we need. We don't need this. This is forbidden fruit to us. But they ate it. And when Adam ate it, their eyes became open. They didn't know they were naked. They didn't know they were vulnerable. Until they stepped from underneath the covenant of representing God. Can I tell you something? Write these down. I might not get to these in the end. But whoever you represent has to compensate you. Now, you ain't going to get this nowhere else. So just write it down. Even if you don't like it, write it down. Whoever you represent, they have to compensate you according to their riches. Y'all ain't here. We trying to get stuff and all you got to do is lay your life down. The grind is over when you lay your life down. Whoever you represent has to protect you. Whoever you represent has to equip you. Who sends a man into battle and doesn't give him the equipment to win? So as soon as they misrepresented God by eating something that was forbidden, they lost their job. Their ambassadorship was rescinded. <laughs> you are fired. Adam and Eve weren't getting a paycheck. Hello. They were not getting, there was, there was no automatic Deposit into some account. There, there, were no, there were no tax returns. There were no bills to pay. There was no clock to punch. I'm not getting to you at all. Uh, there was no... Uh, there was no boss. There was no dress code. <laughs> How are you going to dress for work? There was no dress code. There was, there was no shame. There was no, uh, there were no psychiatrists, counselors. 
There was no such thing as a need for job security. There would have been no retirement because they never would have died. So when I hold my life from God, <laughs> I am now living in a system where I've agreed to eventually vote to kill myself. I know, sweetheart, children love this stuff. If I don't give myself to him, I'm literally saying, rest of the world, help me kill myself because that's what I've chosen. Now I got to worry about paychecks. I got to worry about investments. I got to my, separate myself from you because if I, once I'm in your system, I don't like, that's not enough. There's not enough money. There's not enough water. There's not enough power. And as soon as we believe that's not enough, we start separating ourselves from one another. And what I got, you can't have. And I'm going to set up the whole system so I can get mine. I don't care nothing about you. And today we do it in the name of Jesus. I don't want nothing to do with your world. Because the more you start separating, eventually you start separating people like me. Oh, we at AWC this morning, y'all. Merry Christmas. <laughs> In the kingdom, I'm a human, you're a human. All of us are human. And on this earth, if I work for him, I don't need a paycheck from you. I don't need anything from you except to love you and to give to you and to be a blessing to you because whatever I give, God replenishes. When, I, when, 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 you, when you work for God, when, okay, when you work for your government and they send you to another country, how much of that do you pay for? I ask you a question. How much of that do you pay for? I'm going to fuss for a minute. How much of that do you pay for? I, do y'all? Second grade. Go back to second grade. How much of that do you pay for? Answer me. Because you don't know what happens to an ambassador, do you? They pay for nothing. When you're representing our country, you pay for nothing. Even if you are private with a gun in your hand, you pay for nothing. Because you are representing us to the world. When you come into God's kingdom, he separates you from everything happening in the world. It don't matter if the economy is up, down, sideways, or twisted. Has nothing to do with you. So all the stuff, I'm coming, sugar. So all the stuff you're working hard for and trying to protect and make sure don't nobody know about it because they'll come get it from you, Listen, the Bible says, if they, if they tell you, give me your outer coat, give them the overcoat. Don't worry about it. I got you. When you get home, there'll be another coat there. Shout it with me. Can't nobody take anything away from me. Can't steal from me. How are you going to steal from me? 
whatever I have, I didn't give myself no way. I can't afford it. So go ahead and take it. You want to steal from him? That between you and him. I'm going to step out of here out the way while y'all deal with that. But when I need something, I'm not coming to you. Hallelujah. When I need something, I'm not coming to you either. I'm not going to ask you for it. I'm going to go to God and say, now, God, I represent you. Now, this stuff happened over here. That's foreign to me because I, I was young. I'm not old yet, but I'm getting there. But I haven't seen in my lifetime the righteous being forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. I've never seen it. I have never seen it. So whatever that is, we got to straighten that out. Because I'm never hungry. I'm never afraid. I'm never having a problem paying any bills. That's just not my life. Not when I represent you. Now, God, if we get this real wrong, I'm going to tell them. If I get stuck here too long, I'm going to tell them the truth. And it's going to be on you when I tell them. Listen. How you, how you been living all this this way, and it don't seem like God's helping you? Well, you got to go talk to God. All I know is I serve him. I don't know why I'm here either. I've never been forsaken, but it seems like I'm Job, Job, Job. I don't know. I, never, I don't know what this is. I can't explain it. My wife done gone crazy. The kids are dead. The whole thing done burned to hell. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. You got to go talk to God, he told his two friends. I don't know why this happened to me. What Job didn't know is that in secret, God said to Satan, Satan said, I need somebody to try out, to try out. I want to know if this real representation of you is real. Is it real? God said, have you considered Job? Job was picked out to be picked on where some of you are today, and your life is in that place where you can't explain it. I don't know what's happening. I can't explain it. It's between God and you. I don't understand it, but God, it must be your fault. Finally, Job said, I went ahead and I couldn't find God. I went behind me and couldn't find God. I went to the east and I went to the west and I couldn't find God. Then he said, I'm just going to stand right here because wherever I am, God knows where I'm at. I don't have to look for him anywhere. He's the one that sent me. He's the one that gave me the authority to preach. Pastor Martin, how do you go through things? It looks like it could just kill you right there where you are. I said, the secret is I'm already dead. I've been dead my whole life. How do you kill something that's dead? How do you kill a person that's given their life to God? How do you disappoint someone that's laid down everything they are for the kingdom of God? Somebody shout, preach it, pastor. Talking about losing something. How are you going to lose something? How am I going to lose a car? I will walk. I will walk. How are you going to lose a house? I will sleep in a cardboard box. Throw me in the ocean. I'm coming out with a short skin suit on. It's like that with God. Well, you bragging now. Let me tell you, I am. I am. I'm bragging. I'm bragging. I'm bragging. I'm telling you, there is a God that sits up there. There is a God that knows everything about you. There's a God that sees your trouble coming before it comes. There's a God that understands the difficulties you're going through because he knows at the end he's got a reward plan for you. He's got a door he's going to open for you. Somebody say glory to God. I know everybody ain't used to me being like this, but I'm telling you, I got to know God over a few years. 
I got to see God in the darkest places. I got to see God when everybody else said it wouldn't work. I got to see God when everybody said, you're not going nowhere, you'll never do a thing. I got to see God open doors and God provide and God give favor and God give, give, give management and God give money and God open up secret doors and God open up stuff for my life. And I'm telling you, he is no respect of person. He don't love nobody better than he loved nobody else. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, and listen, can, can I do 30 seconds of this? If you're in a dark place today, thank God in the dark place. Lift your hands in that dark place because there's a God in that dark place with you. He is there with you, getting ready to bring you out. Hey, 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 hey. Getting ready to bring you out. He's getting ready to bring you out of there. Hey, hey, hey. Tell somebody, don't mess with me today. Not today. Not today. Not today. Today's the wrong day to mess with me. standing in your will you can't leave me here this is not how you do things you always bring me out always always talk to me always Take that business and them bills, lay it up before God. Take those children and lay them up before God. Drop some stuff off your shoulders today. Refuse to carry it. I'm not carrying this no more. I'm done. I quit. I quit. I'm done carrying my own sin. I'm done carrying my mistakes. I'm done carrying the weight and the load of this family. I'm done carrying this business. I'm finished. I'm going to give it to you. God, after today, it's your business. It's your company. It's your family. It's your education. It's your house. It's your rent. It ain't mine. Somebody shout, I'm done! This dream in your head, did you put it there? No. You didn't do this to yourself. God made you a burden for a dream. You didn't ask for this as a child. He put it eternity in your heart. He gave you a desire in your spirit. And it's not just because he loves you. He needs somebody to represent him. In every sphere of influence in the world, God just wants somebody 
in that world. I don't know why I get in so many arguments about Kanye West. I'm like, guys, I don't know. But I do know what history tells us. History tells us James Brown went to his pastor first. Jerry Lee Lewis was the piano player for Jimmy Swagger. Elvis got saved in a little bitty Kojic church in Memphis. And when he started playing his guitar and dancing, they kicked him out. We can start rejecting the people who God has given to us because we're so short-sighted of the gifts God puts in people. See, you are the gift. You don't, you don't give a gift. You are the gift. You can't, listen, listen, listen. You can't separate the gift from the giver. They're the same. And you, my sister, you're a gift to us. But you're working for the wrong people. These people, they're going to kill you. Why would I get saved? Because this don't sound like no get saved sermon. Why would I do it? I would do it because I want to work for him. I'm so off now, so I'll... Okay. Christmas is really about a birthday party or giving what are you going to bring Jesus he don't need no Xbox he he like he like he's playing with 10 trillion billion stars <laughs> the galaxy he made is expanding at the speed of light in every direction. Xbox is eight track. He doesn't need a Rolls Royce. He is everywhere all the time. He doesn't need food. He has no digestive tract. The only thing you can give him is what he made. And what he made is you. Sit down. I don't, I don't know what happened. I just woke up. Why y'all standing up? I, uh, I didn't tell anybody I was going to do this, so stick with me for two, three more minutes. There's a, there's a story in the Bible in Matthew 2 about a, uh, 
the, they call them the wise men. But the Bible says they're called magi. These were astronomers who were kings. And the Bible says there are three wise men because of the three gifts. But the, the, the truth is there were over 600 kings from around the world that came to visit Jesus. Over 600. And they all brought the same gifts. So this whole thing about Jesus being poor, forget it. If 600 kings came to visit your two-year-old, And, and all of them brought gold. Bruh was the first billionaire. So don't. They all brought gold, not that junk you got around your neck. Okay, this, this wasn't, anybody here no metals? This had no nickel in it. You could scratch the gold with your fingernail. Real gold is soft. They put other metals in it so we can wear it and it won't break. But they all brought Jesus literally liquid gold, which means he could turn it into anything he wanted. They all brought him frankincense. Frankincense was the perfume of kings. Only kings could wear it. And myrrh was the smell of death. So every king has to have myrrh because they all have to die for their people before they can ascend to the throne. You got over 600 kings who brought this stuff to you. See, y'all know you ain't gonna get this nowhere else. But there was a story when I was a little boy, me and my mom used to watch it when I was five and six called the little drummer boy y'all know the little drummer boy y'all don't know the little drummer boy little drummer boy was is still my favorite i can't watch it with my family because i cry every time i see it because i was the one that would beat the pots and pans from my mom's i would drag them out and beat them with spoons so she made my sister buy me a drum set from sears and roebuck y'all don't remember when it was and roebuck <laughs> You don't even know Sears now. But she bought me this little, this little drum set from Sears and Roebuck. And I made my mama's problem worse. At seven, eight, I would be beating on the drums in the house. So she walked in one day and said, boy! Uh, and she told my sisters, take that boy's drums to the church. Which was a half block from my house. So they took my little drum set and put it in the church. So I would go to the church and beat on the drums. Now, you know, this little church wasn't insulated. So I'm waking up all the neighbors with my drums banging on the drums in the church. But every Christmas, every Christmas we would do that song. Have you ever listened to the lyrics of the little drummer boy? Well, I was the little drummer boy in my church. Now this is the last little drum I bought for myself. Shut up, Kylan. And I don't want to hear nothing from you about my drum. Don't even say nothing. <laughs> you either, Isaac. As a little boy, I was a little drummer boy. And I would take the snare off the drum set. And I would come and play the drum. 
you know, just a little drunk. When I aged out of the children's program at my church, they said, well, next year we're not going to do a little drummer boy. I said, we got to do a little drummer boy. They said, well, we need a drummer. I said, I'm going to be the drummer. They said, well, you, you're getting too old for this. I said, look, I is the little drummer boy. I don't care. This is my job. Y'all can't take my job. The last time I did it, I was a sophomore in college. Oh, yeah, you ain't taking this from me. Because the words, I'm a poor boy too. I don't have anything to give to a king. I ain't got no gold. I don't have any frankincense. I don't even know what Murray is. <laughs> but I got this little drum my mama bought me. So I would just stop laughing, Kylan. <laughs> Wasn't special. And then even as a 20-year-old, my the audience is full of my friends, you know, high school friends, and they're just laughing. They're like stupid Martin, because I would just start to cry. They didn't know what I was doing. I was saying to God, I really don't have much. And right now, God, I don't have a mom or dad. We're eating this government cheese at home. And I don't know how I'm going to make my life work. But whatever I got, God, I'll give it to you without shame. And the Lord said something to me the last time I played. He said, Martin, everywhere you go, just tell people about me. That's all you got to do. Just tell them about me. And Martin, you're going to see me. I'm going to open doors for you. I'm going to, I can't get special with it, Kylan. Come here, you play it. So, now see, he going to add paradiddles and you were the drummer boy too at 12. You can go ahead and do it if you want to. <laughs> Here's what I want to say to you. I never, I never could have dreamed I'd be in the life I'm in. But I can tell you this. If you just bring the life you got, And nowhere, no matter what state it is in, doesn't matter. If you bring that to God, He will take what you got.
and he'll just raise it up. Just raise it up. Let's read this last scripture and we're going home. Because he said, come, they told me. There is a newborn king, not a savior. This is this. And that's what got him in trouble. The best gifts we can bring, we lay them before the king. But me, I, I, I ain't got none of that stuff. I got a broken life and a, and a family that may have fallen apart. I got a business that's driving me into the ground. The relationships I care about may be floating away from me. I just graduated, but I still don't know what's up. I don't know how I'm going to get to that place in my dream. This is what the Bible says. Just put up my last scripture, guys. This is what the Bible says. This is what you should do. This is what you should do. You can keep playing it, please. You okay down there? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. What do you do? Present. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. Go, go back to the scripture. Present your bodies, present your bodies a living sacrifice. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. And if you do that, you'll prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. By simply giving yourself to God and becoming his representative, he brings you into his perfect will. Nothing else will work. Not in this kingdom. Let's read it together in the, in the uh, message Bible. In the message Bible. Can y'all see it? They'll put it up for you. You see it? Let's read together. So here's what... I want you to do God helping you right take your ordinary life your your eating you're going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering embracing what God does for you is the don't become so well adjusted to your that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of next five to six Sundays here at this church are going to be the most important in our recent history as we chart our course toward our future and our future is amazing when we compare it to our past but I'm going to make sure everyone knows who you are what your calling is how you fit into this house and how you help us reach a community and a world.
because that is what's next for us. But here's where we start. How many of you today will either give your life to him or rededicate it? 